This podcast is brought to you by Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How many of you have read Kelly's book? Raise your hand if you have. Um, If you've been here during the, I think the whole month of July, I can't remember if it started in June, Pastor Matt um, taught a lot um, about this gift. Uh, We know there's gifts given by the Spirit of God, right? And he laid a foundation for that. And one of the gifts is the gift of discernment, um, discerning of spirits, excuse me, not discernment, but discerning of spirits. Um, And a lot of times they call that the gift of the seer. And Kelly was given this gift as a child. We're going to talk about that. And his book is called Through the Eyes of a Seer. So if you haven't, if you're like, this is all new to me, go back and listen to those podcasts that Matt taught the last few Wednesdays. And he's going to give you a lot of scriptural background and a lot of uh, his experience and some different things that him and Kelly have seen together. So I just want to start. And um, Kelly, talk to us about... When did you, uh, how old were you when you first realized you had this gift and, and explain to us how that operated in your household? As long as I can remember, I've, I've not, I can't, I have no recollection of not being able to see. Um, I saw pre-kindergarten uh, in the book I, I talk about uh, when I was in kindergarten, my kindergarten teacher. So I really, honestly, I can't really say exactly when it was, um, you know, because when you're, when you're a kid, you know, they, they, you know, they call it imaginary friends. All my, my siblings were uh, quite a bit older than I was, so they just, they just dismissed it as Kelly's imaginary friends. And as a kid, you're allowed, you know, I was allowed that. I was given that, that liberty to have imaginary friends, but as you get older, they start questioning your imaginary friends right. because I just assumed it was just... And you, you saw good and bad, right? The, the, in, the, in the environment that I was raised in, I mean, I couldn't tell the difference because, you know, when, you, when you're not raised in that environment, you really don't know the difference. Um, so I just knew I saw things that other people didn't see, and I would question it from time to time. But, you know, as you go throughout you know, and this is pre-10, you know, before I, you know, even turned like 10 or 11, I realized that there was a lot of things that were present in the vicinity where I was at, but the other people didn't realize or didn't notice or couldn't see. So um, when you bring those things up to friends and family members and you realize that they don't exactly see what you see and they're not seeing things, you know, uh, and I, I you know, you throw out little hints, you know, you know, do, do you see something over there with, with, with Billy over there? And, and they're like, there's nobody with Billy. And I'm like, just checking, just, just checking to see. So <laughs> none of Kelly's family members were serving the Lord. No. So he, he had this gift. Can you see the sovereignty of God that, that God placed this gift in him, but he, he didn't have anybody to explain it to him for a very long time in his, right. he went through his childhood and a lot of tragic things in his childhood and rejection and um, abuse, th- a lot of things that you, a lot of you have been through and the Lord was faithful and stayed with him. And uh, so his family didn't support him in this, but it's just so, so sweet how God was, was always there surrounding you. God was, God was always there. I mean, 
there was never, I, you know, when you look back and you realize what you, what you see now and what you know now, you realize God's hand was always with me the entire time. Even, even to the point where my, my kindergarten teacher gave us name tags and on the back of our name, all the kids in kindergarten where I grew up had one. And uh, that's what the Psalms 23.1 came from was the, on the back of that. That was God. That wasn't an accident. That wasn't just, you know, I didn't know what to put on the back of mine. So she, put, she picked something for me. You know, God used her in my life, a teacher, to put those words in my mouth to start me on a path. And, and I explain in the book how those words actually kind of shaped my life. Yeah. So he had a kindergarten teacher who wrote Psalm 23.1 yeah. for him. Again, he had no, no one else, but a, God sent a teacher across right. his path. Right. And she spoke that over him, and he held on to that. And that was what he learned the power through the name of Jesus, the blood of the lamb, what God had done to win the victory over demonic activity. He was surrounded with demonic activity in his household. Um, if a parent out here has a child that tells them that they think maybe they might have this gift, mm -hmm. what, would, what, what can these people, because they're in church, good job. You guys are, are the great families that could encourage them. But if you see something, a gift in your child, what would you tell them to do? Well, the thing that I understand through knowing other seers and knowing the struggles I had is first and foremost, let them be a child. Let them be, let them be a kid. Um, Gail, the person in the book, you guys know her as my friend over in Europe, those of you that read the book, um, she grew up in a, in a Christian environment, but she told, once told me that her identity was a seer, not as Gail. Because as a child, they were constantly saying, Gail, what do you see? What, what's going on right now? Gail, come over here and, and, and explain what you're seeing in the spirit. And so be, she rebelled, I believe, because she lost her identity as Gail and she became, even as a small child, she was a seer. And so they thrusted her into being this person she wasn't ready to accept and receive and walk in. And it, I mean, it, it, it takes some time to understand and process what you're doing, what you're seeing, and what's going on. And so, I, you know, if you, in that question, I, I would honestly say, let them be a child and let them, when they want to share something, and it doesn't matter what gift, you know, it can be any, you know, spiritual gifts, but let them experience being a child. Let them be experience being an adolescent. Let them experience, you know, being at the, at the age they're at. Let them experience that because um, that's what they need. That's what they need. And when they want to share things, they'll share. And then, they'll, and then they'll do it willingly. They won't do it because, oh, there's a seer. There's a seer here. And, and so that's what I would say is, let them, first of all, first and foremost, let them be a child. Let them, let them experience things like other kids. Let them do, you know, what a normal kid would do and, and go on about their lives and have thoughts and memories and not just be thrusted into that situation at a, at a point in their life when they're really not prepared for it. Right. Uh, you know, even on these lines, I think it helps us to understand this, this is a gift that, that God gives. Right. And so in 1 Samuel 9, I'm going to give you some scripture here. 1 Samuel 9, 9, you'll find out that it talks about the prophet Samuel and it says the word a seer, S-E-E-R. It, it lists him as that way. 
So your homework assignment here is read 1 Samuel 9, starting in verse 9. Go roughly through verse 15, and you will begin to see the function of the seer, how it was. Now, I, I can tell you this. When I get around Kelly, I don't get nervous. I don't think, oh, crud, what is he seeing with me? I don't freak out in that sense because I don't believe this is weird. I believe this is God. So again, my, my goal here tonight is when he makes comments or statements, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow it up with scripture to make sure you guys know this as a seer is of God. Right. Okay. Right. We just haven't been taught as the church. I mean, this guy teaches us, but generally I know the church I came from growing up, nothing was taught about the gifts of the spirit. The Holy Spirit wasn't even taught. So this is a new thing. Kelly, you referred to your friend. So see, God gives the gifts. He doesn't just say, okay, now you're a Christian. I'm going to give you a gift. God gives his gifts, but some people don't use them for his, his kingdom and his glory. So um, your friend did not. Right. And tell us about that. Well, again, I mean, she was kind of thrusted into things. So... Uh, I believe uh, at about in her teenage years, she kind of rebelled against her parents and against, you know, because she had confined in me and said that, you know, that I didn't, I didn't have an identity. Right. I, I wasn't Gail. I was this. And so what, and from my own experience, I, I, until I was 17, I never really saw God's side of the ability to be able to see in the spirit. At least I didn't recognize it. And um, But I, in truth, and, I, and I've said this with, you know, Pastor Stormy and Pastor Shelley, they, they know this about me. Um, I really honestly believe in, in, a, in, a, in a way God was preparing me for understanding what my authority was. Right. He, he was preparing me to know the difference. Angels are easy to see. It's easy to see angels. It's easy to be in their presence. It's, it's uplifting. It's, it's enlightening. It's, 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 it's a joy where the demonic presence... Um, you can't let it affect you because I was around it as a kid. And so he taught me how to identify. He taught me how to, you know, with, with Psalms, 20, with a simple little verse that I learned in kindergarten, he, learned, he, he taught me that I had authority. I didn't know I had authority. I just knew the words had power. I knew when I spoke these words, I had no idea why, but when I spoke these specific words, it was on the back of my little name tag, that Psalms 23, 1, that they responded to the words. It just shows you just, even with the faith of a child and not even quite understanding, the power in God's words is beyond anything we can fathom. And when you can see it, literally see it in the spiritual realm, when you can see it actually happening. I mean, a lot of times we're around people and we know, we know the, the atmosphere, the, the, the temperature in the room has changed. We know that, but to see it in the spirit is a whole different experience. It, to actually see them back away and move out of your presence. I mean, sometimes, you know, when I was like 10 years old, I felt like I was, you know, a linebacker, you know, professional linebacker walking through a room of, you know, computer guys, you know, and, and the room just parted for me because that's the way it saw, that's the way it seemed 
in my eyes, in the spirit. Now, in the natural, people are like, you know, they, especially my family, didn't understand that. Um, but, I mean, in the spiritual, it was such a relief to me to have these words, to be able to speak, and knew that it was going to give me that, that, that buffer between the demonic entities and myself. If you catch what he said there, the, the passage here, Psalm 23, verse 1, is, The Lord is my shepherd. So when he said that, that he would just speak that, that word, that, that scripture. The word of God is alive and powerful. And so right there, it just shows me again, not only the power of the word of God, but the power of the word of God when we speak it. Right. Come on. And so he That's used true. that as, as a weapon, as one of the things that every one of us in this room can understand. So when, when God puts a scripture on your heart that really touches you, that, that's just not for you to be able to say, well, I know what Psalm 23 wants is. That's something I believe God wants a tattoo on your heart. Come on. Where he's saying, man, use that, okay? Yeah. This next um, thing uh, was probably one of the things in his book that really, really got to me the most, and that was uh, the things that brought the demons, caused them to stir. He gives yeah. a lot of stories. Um, sadly, it was mostly family-based, uh, some friends. But uh, when, when demonic activity would begin or they would get excited, there yeah. were things surrounding that that really opened my eyes, things that we think are very innocent and maybe we've allowed as parents. And... Um, we need, to, we need to be spiritually mature and realize, right, we're the church. So speak to us about that because we, we don't want to invite demonic activity. Right. And, and the first thing you have to understand is, is and, and, you know, just being transparent, you know, we're, we all, including myself, I mean, we all have points where we do something and we have to back up and go, okay, that wasn't God. I'm, I need to repent for that and, and move on. And, but... Um, there are certain things, and we've all had that little voice that speaks in our head. We've all heard the words in our head. And the key is not to let it manifest from our own lips because your words are so powerful. And, um, but what I started realizing, I would watch these entities with my family in different situations. There was a lot, you know, I come from a, a broken home when I was young. And um, there was a lot of instances where I would see the, the kind of almost the words being spoken to my families and they would whisper and they would, you know, they would, they would, have, they would have their ear and, the, and my, I could tell they were, they were taking roots in, their, in my family members' minds. Um, and, and I could tell when things were starting to move because they would move softly. They would move, you know, strategically, but the demonic entity would move Softly, not 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 quickly, and then the more things would start moving, and, and you could tell somebody was getting mad, and things would start stirring. Other demonic entities, demon, demons of deception, would come into play, and they would start. There was all of a sudden, there's like instead of being one, there would be like three, and now this is while your parents were arguing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is why things were stirring, and and so then it would it would just mount. And you guys, we've all been in situations like going, "How did I get here? My goodness!" It started off with. X, Y, Z, and it, it escalated to this. How do we get here? And we've all been there at some point. And, and that's that allowing that, those thoughts to come in your mind, but they, they start taking root. The Bible says that we are to take our thoughts captive. And, and 
That's key. We have to take our thoughts captive. Um, but I mean, I would see different things uh, would manifest with, you know, in different circumstances. Because um, there was a lot of, obviously in my family, there was a lot of different circumstances going on. Um, so, the, well, demons of deception, what I've, what I've come to know, and I think that's why God allowed me to see in the, you know, demonically, and I, you guys have to understand, when I was a kid, before I had God in my life, I saw every minute of every day. Every, I woke up and there was demons in front of me and I went to bed and there was demons in front of me. I, I, it was like I had no control, there was no filter. But when I received God, God said, now, okay, now you're gonna see when I, when I allow you to see. There's a difference. When I wasn't serving God, I didn't know God. Even as a child, even as an innocent child, I was still allowed, I still saw, I was still allowed to see, but I had no control over it. So I saw all the time. It never, I'd go to McDonald's, I'd see. I'd go to, you know, Walmart, I would see. It just never stopped. So it was an ongoing, I just had to suppress and move on. Whereas when I was a teenager, I was 17 and I, and I accepted the Lord and uh, a person whose feet will always be beautiful to me uh, he was associate pastor of the church I went to. His name is Pastor Fred Farley. And his feet will always be beautiful to me because he explained my authority. He explained things about me that I didn't know. He explained why the world wanted to put me on drugs to, to lessen my awareness of things and, and kind of it would drag me down. He explained everything to me and I could, I could talk to him freely and it was the first time in my life I was able to talk to anybody freely. Um, but you know, there is like Pastor Shelley said, there, there was it, specific entities of, of deception that were, that were attached to like drugs. There was alcohol, you know, different, different things that were, we, we start off small, but the deception gets deeper and thicker and wider and heavier and, and just starts moving direction. And finally we look back and we're like, how did, how did we get here? What well, started right here, it was a deception. I mean, but on the same token, there's, there's different, I got, I started learning different entities because things were present in my life. Uh, Again, I was a child, so there wasn't really a big sexual thing, but I mean, I realized there was uh, demonic entities that, that would allow things to be aroused and move uh, in a sexual nature that probably was never even intended in the beginning, or the person didn't intend it, but it moved that direction because of they were able to, to move the direction of the room or that individual, um, you know, and, and, and it just kind of goes on and on. There's, there are some demons that, that, I mean, they're just so recognizable to me because from, from a small child, I, I realized what they were. I realized what their functions were. And I could almost, I mean, I wouldn't dare because I was a child, but I, I, you know, I would know direction, which way things were going to head before they got there because I was, I was reading it in, in the room. I could see what was happening. Right. So things like, Arguing, alcohol, drugs in the home. Yeah. Um, his sisters, uh, like mine, I believe, <laughs> brought a Ouija board in. Yeah. And when I was young, I remember that, and that was a, a manifestation of, of the demonic side of the spirit. So, um, but then the Lord, there were some white lights. You didn't know them as angels, but mm -mm. just as a young child, even with no knowledge of God, there was yeah. still the white lights. Yeah, the, 
I, I, had, I had seen them, but I, you know, obviously I had nobody to really give me direction. I didn't really understand what it was. Um, the most relevant white light that I saw was when my friend died. Uh, we were all standing, it's in the book, sorry. But we were all standing under a tree and the tree got hit by lightning. Um, his dad, who had his arm in the tree, he, um, he had, his, had to have his arm amputated. My friend was leaning up against a tree, it killed him. And it just gave me like secondary burns. It kind of blew me away. Um, and I was, I was laying on the ground, you know, trying to collect my thoughts. I saw this. And it was the clearest I'd ever seen at that point. Because I'd seen white lights and movements with my teacher and stuff. And I knew there was a presence with her that I didn't experience at home or anywhere else. I just... I could just feel it. it was, you know, it was just a sensing and I would see these lights with her. Uh, but with my friend, I actually saw a figure, a white figure come and basically collect him and move him off. And I was, I just, you know, I get part, part of it, my, my mom, you said it was, you know, I was in shock. Um, and, but it didn't look like, I mean, I just didn't understand it because I saw this figure come and collect him and take him off. And I was like, where's he going? Where, you know, why is he leaving? You know, why, who's this person who came and got him? And she was like, well, Kelly, you know, you're in shock. So don't worry about that. You know, we're going to, you know, you're, you're going to heal. Things are going to be better. My mom was really the only person later on. And I say later on 10 to 12 years old that I actually even asked any questions to. Um, I didn't ask anybody else questions after that, um, before they started putting me on medication. And, uh, and so, but that was my, that was, I had very few experiences where I can recall seeing, because like I said, what I saw very clearly was demonic entities. I mean, to the point where I could recognize their facial features. I could recognize what was getting ready to happen in the room and um, I was kind of a quiet kid. I, was, I mean, everybody, if you ask people that grew up with me, they said, well, Kelly was a really shy kid. Yeah, I wasn't really allowed to talk much because what I had to say, nobody wanted to hear. <laughs> so. You know, biblically, just some of the illustrations I believe will help you, but to put scripture to it, you may want to write this down. Hebrews 13, Sue says that we've entertained angels and we were unaware of it. And so that, that, is a, that is a New Testament reference. Another New Testament reference would be in the book of Acts chapter 10 with the Italian named Cornelius. And the angels appeared to him. A good one to study is Acts 10.10 10 with the apostle Peter. And it literally said the Lord put him in a trance. You can look up the word. It'll mention trance. Again, in the book of Daniel chapter 10, uh, roughly verse 10, it will talk about how the angels appeared to Daniel. So when we start talking about the spirit realm, it's real, okay? And you say, well, if it's real, why, why don't all of us see? Well, I don't know. I'm not God. And again, I'm, I'm not the one who gets to choose who has what gifts. If you ask me, have I ever seen it? I haven't yet. Now, I'm not against it, but I haven't yet. And so again, this is a gift that the Lord gives to different ones just because I've never seen it doesn't mean I don't believe in it. And so that's, that's why we're having him in here to understand biblically. This is one of the things that takes place. And I believe it's very healthy for us to hear these things. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.